Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cantina MX Football Podcast. We're on episode 295. Exciting times for Mexico. We have the Olympic team kicking off things from our last episode. We also have the senior side in the Gold Cup making semifinals. And we also have Liga MX. It just started up. And all the small clubs are taking advantage of all the big teams that are lending their players to the national team. So we're going to kick this off live on YouTube, live on Twitter Spaces tonight. So you might hear some new voices. And uh, we're going to let the pundits talk about everything tonight. But before I go any further, let me welcome in Joel. Joel, how are we doing? I'm doing good, Jaime. Despite... Despite my coach losing, but oh, I'm man. used to that by now. Huh? Only took you t- two seconds yeah. to really upset me already. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. There's a lot of things going on from our last episode. Liga Mekis was one of them, and it kicked off. And there was definitely some upsets in the mix. Right now, it's like you know the parents are sleeping. Right now is the time for all the kids to get away with all the all the troublemaking things you know that's just, that's just how i feel with uh cruz azul america chivas really just depleted because all their players are playing either in the olympics or the gold cup and we had uh queretaro and america kick things off zero zero no no goals there but we also had a huge upset with mazatlan beating cruz azul 2-0 yesterday so and like you mentioned, Chivas lost at home to Atletico San Luis. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But, man, were you up at 1 in the morning to see Mexico play in the World in the Olympics? No, that's, that's my bedtime right now. <laughs> I'm too old for that stuff. <laughs> well, to some people's surprise, they actually played very well, held their own against France, and... I tweeted about it. I said, this is like men against boys. You know, the Mexican side, just very experienced. Uh, Most of these players have already played for the national team on the senior side of things. Meanwhile, France just threw a bunch of youngins at them, uh, combined with uh, Gignac. And Mexico ended up winning pretty easily 4-1 against France. The only goal coming from France uh, was Gignac off a penalty and he even he he refused to celebrate, and he even put his hands up to apologize because he loves Mexico that much. Isn't that sweet? Well, you still there? I think you. Yeah, got... I'm here. Oh, okay, for sure. <laughs> Just making sure. So yeah, they kicked things off really well, but then. Against Japan, the host, and Joel, I remember you saying this, <laughs> that it wasn't going to be easy, and then they ended up losing. They ended up losing 2-1. Yeah. I, I did get it wrong with France. Well, I, I had expected uh, by this point Mex to be going home uh, out of the tournament. but And then uh, the news hit about France. They were leaving now like eight eight of their starters 
you know, some other big names like Mbappe. And then, so I figured, I figured, okay, the result will be better for Mets. I still was not expecting them to win the way they did. And so it's, it's, uh, you know, I could see it upsetting for Mex fans to have that huge win and then, and then lose. Uh, but Japan's our host. They are the host. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's a team that they're not weak. It's yeah. just perceived that way. Absolutely. I don't know why, but, you know, the Asian teams sometimes give us a, a really hard time. And, of course, the host. They're going to have to bounce back tomorrow, 4.30 a.m. and try to close this out against South Africa. Yeah, I expect a tough match. I didn't watch the Japan match. I was too tired from going to the stadium. But I will tell you, the France versus uh, Mexico match was just amazing. The Chivas players were just outperforming everybody there. Uh, the Monterrey players, like uh, Charlie Rodriguez, was doing fantastic. The only one that did crappy and took for the tap in was uh, Sergio Cordova, typical Wila. You know, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, uh, you know, come in when they when he was needed the most, especially versus Japan. But either way. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm. I'm very excited for tonight's match. So I'm. I'm rested. So I should be able to watch it. So my body is ready. <laughs> Thank you, Pern, with your hot take. I did enjoy the link-up play between Alexis Vega and uh, Linus and Cordova. It's really Antuna, nice. Antuna, man. Antuna was such <laughs> a crack, man. Oh yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I mean, Jimmy Lozano. Took out like our best players. They took out Linus and Sebastian Cordoba. And you're like, yeah. and I'm like, hey, you know, it's only 2 0. Like, you know what I mean? You know, I don't know. And coincidentally, Mexico started doing better. It was actually 2 1 when you took them out. I, oh, it was 2 1. Yeah, yeah, I was, and, I was, I was like, and, Jimmy, what are you doing? No, and, you know, I'm like, here we go again. It's always the same fucking thing. Like, we do the substitutions and then we lose the game, but Antuna ended up scoring. And Lalo Aguirre started scoring too. It's like his moves actually panned out, and I was like, "All right, he knows what he's doing." So that's that's actually one of the things that I was able to appreciate from the game is that uh, Lozano no se achicó. He he went for it. He he took out the you know Linus was having a great game, so he took a gamble and uh, and putting in. A, but Antuna was for sure a he was going to deliver. And he was already man. He was he was generating so many good so many good plays. Uh, there was I think there was a if I remember correctly there was a goal that was called off. But uh, the point is like the that he he didn't take out a an attacker for a defender. No, he actually took out an attacker for another attacker in the same position. Just lo más refrescó la zona, and he went for it, man. That 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 right there takes balls, and and. Lozano's, uh, I don't know if I could carry those. Yeah, Jimmy, he definitely surprised everybody. I don't know if he was thinking maybe ahead. He was thinking about resting, giving them a little bit of rest in anticipation of the J- Japan game. Uh, but nonetheless, ended up not panning out because, you know, they ended up losing to Japan. It was tough because they had conceded two goals in the first 10 minutes of the match. But that one goal they got versus Japan could be huge. That's the thing. 
it still did deliver, but just not how you're thinking. And they, and but there was a style that was played that was amazing. They were playing a type of uh, uh, kind of like a la, la volpiana uh, in a high press. It was it was executed perfectly. I think if they continue playing the same way, they 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 can go really far here. As South Africa it will be a tough opponent, really tough, but I think they can win. I really believe so. What are your thoughts, Joel? No, just just for Jimmy, you know, he goes from he knows what he's doing to then losing to back to he sucks. <laughs> I think it, it's gonna come down to this next game. And uh if if they can't qualify, then he's gonna There's no, no shame gonna... in losing to the host, man. But getting no, no, a goal not. getting a goal uh on that game though is is, is huge. And it is, but it could be a difference maker tomorrow or later on. Tonight. Yeah, but if if they don't make it, then no one's gonna care. They beat France. It's gonna be like who cares? And, I will. And, and he's gonna he's gonna be ostracized, the coach, and he's, you know, that that's one of the bad things about being with the national team. It kind of reminds me when Hugo Sanchez people, beat Paraguay seven zero. Uh, but but people nothing. forget. Yeah, huh? right. Everybody forget, right? Okay, I, I yeah. see your point. People forget, and, and and like you're saying, all that stuff about some of the moves he made, and then we could see his whole proceso with the youth team, and he's going to be tagged as he sucks. <laughs> just over, like, you could say one bad game, or just not really bad game. It's just it's just a difficult because it's just three matches, you know? So your prediction and, and, is that Mexico is going to lose them? Okay. No, no, I don't think they're going to lose. My my prediction was that they were going to get bounced out. Uh, but I made this before, before France uh, called off, you know, Madelante, because I was assuming they were taking their like their top players. Don't make out of ass out of yourself, man. Come on, make but, something. No, it's it's on the. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I think it's it's it could go either way, you know. Cause and and then teams that are eliminated, some sometimes they they just go, you know, they they put in that extra effort. They don't want to leave with, you know, they want to at least get one one good result. <clears throat> I think and personally, then, my prediction is that uh, Mexico will win tonight. And I'm not saying that as a fan. It's just I'm more saying it like. Yeah, I guess I'm saying that as a fan. They are going to win, <laughs> and uh, and I'm not. There's no shame in that, you know. Like, uh, I I really don't see how they can lose, uh, unless you know the ref does some horrible mistake that maybe cannot overcome. But uh, I like I, I see this game as winnable. They scored three against France, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, they're capable. They're capable of scoring three against France. They're definitely capable of scoring a goal against us. But, uh, yeah, I definitely won't be up at 4.30. I'll I'll record it, just turn off all my notifications, wake up early, and watch it, you know, watch it, like, at 7 in the morning. That's what I did with the, the France game. I just recorded it and watched it in the morning, and I was like, all right, cool, we won. Awesome. Hey, what kind of, what kind of podcast is this, man, where you guys can't even – Stay up a few hours to watch the match. Come nah, on, man. man. It's Olympics. Apparently. It's the Olympics, man. Like, if it was the World Cup, it's the World Cup, you know, I'll I'll watch it. But 
I'm yeah, not about to. I'm not about to stay up at four thirty just to see me. Just to get just to get disappointed. Like that's not the way you want to start the game. The your day, man. <laughs> that's already been negative, man. There's what no, but there's there's more to there's gonna, more to lose it, than there is to gain, it, right? Just because think of it like this, you're gonna be walking around with the boner the rest of the day. Nah, man. Not, yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> live. They will get uncomfortable burn after like an hour. <laughs> you can not want it to go away. After four hours, if you still have an erection, please see a doctor. <laughs> all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, like, there's nothing to gain from. All right, you you lose sleep. You got to see Mexico win, but that's the expected. You you expect Mexico to come into this Olympic tournament and come out with a gold medal. At least that's how I feel. And that's well, I, and it's I'm, and it's I'm, not it's not like the fan in me or like just being arrogant, but. I'm looking at this team. I'm looking at this squad. I'm looking at the players. I'm looking at their pedigree, like the experience that they have. They should be like shitting on everybody right now. So the fact that they lost against Japan is like, you know, it's a little bit concerning, especially because you have Ochoa in the back and he's a, no, it's not. It's a solid Japan goalkeeper. A, a, Japan has a decent team too. They got a Real Madrid player in there. And they, they're, they're, I don't know, man. I don't know where you get this. Oh my God, they lost to the worst team. No, no they're, they're, I'm not they're saying they're the host, or is he just, all, or is he just in the in the youth team? They're the host, and second, they they got a really good squad. So I I really don't know who's gonna you know move ahead because you know I don't know what's gonna happen with that France versus Japan match, but I think Japan most likely will win. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to think like mathematically. If France, I mean France, would really have to beat Japan because they, they have a negative two goal difference, and Mexico would have to handle South Africa in order for for both of them to to get through the next round. So I mean, <clears throat> if you're Japan, uh, a tie gets you in. So I mean, it's I don't know. We'll see how it goes. This group really played out not the way I thought it would, but uh, I mean that's football, right? Yeah, no, the, the Japan right now holds all the cards. Uh, they, they, and they are a top team in this tournament because they have a really good squad and they are the hosts. So that it, there's no shame in losing versus Japan or, you know, like. So I don't know. I don't. I don't see nothing wrong with what happened on that game. I, I think Mexico still can shine, especially versus South Africa. Who knows? Maybe we'll see another four zero or four one again. Yeah, I mean, if they could do four one against France, I'm pretty sure they can do another, another four goals against South Africa. Yeah, the squad Mexico has is of high caliber. A <clears> lot <throat> of first division players. Yeah. That already won championships. Exactly. Already, already gone to World Cups. Already got like you know a gold cup already, like two years ago. So yeah, that's what I'm the, saying. Like this team is just super senior compared to the rest of the tournament. So it's, hey, Jaime, huh. have you have you turned on Ron's mic? Mike, I said Mike. I, I have. He has to request it, but he probably doesn't know how to use his phone. <laughs> He's a boomer. Come on, baby yeah. boomer! I've invited you to speak like this whole time. That's okay. He'll probably try to say how Cordoba is going to take us to the. <laughs> Promised land. land where, where is the but, bottom left, right? Bottom yeah. left says bottom left, yeah. I, I wish like phones had like this thing for geriatric people. You could just <laughs> grab the hand for them to <laughs> guide it to the bottom. Okay, click this button, sir. <laughs> Here, I'm going to cancel his invite and then resend it to see, you know, should light up on his screen. 
Click the ban button. That might work. <laughs> uh, on the other side of things, the senior side uh, was uh, in the Gold Cup. They went to Arizona. They played against Honduras, and they took care of business all in the first half. Three goals, one by Funes Mori, one by Jonathan Dos Santos, and the last goal by Orbelin Pineda. They just were on point, and uh, they're in the semifinal. They will, they will face Canada. Did you guys catch that game on Saturday? Hell yeah, man! I was there. Oh, you were there. Yeah, me and my wife were at the stadium. My kids were we were just. Screaming puto. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. (laughs) Actually, there was a small chance, but it was not very audible. Oh, so uh, I actually, because I only caught like the first half. So did they, were they, were they good? Were the fans good? Yeah, they, they were, dude, man, the whole, the whole stadium was, I guess, with the new word that the people say now, they were lit, you know, like they were. Everything was a huge party. Like, it was just a great atmosphere. It was 64,000 people there, so the stadium was almost full. And it, it was just a great, you know, atmosphere. It was fantastic. Any little thing, people were like, oh, and you could hear that like, reverberate throughout the whole stadium. It was just a great time. So it's like, like, Mexico always brings a party, man. Even, of course. Well, especially, except when they lose. Especially to USA, I've been to those matches and they're they're not good. People get angry. What about Hondureños? Did you see any in the crowd? Yeah, yeah, there were very few from where I was because I was kind of low to the. I think uh, on the eleventh row. Yeah, it was eleventh row. So, like, I I didn't see, I I just saw a bunch of Mexicans there, but like I know there was some from far away, like on the nosebleeds. I think I don't know. Um, and Salvadoreños. I saw this Qatari girl with a hijab. It was kind of nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. But it was a good time. Was it, it one it of those was... like uh, double headers? Like, did Qatar and Mexico play in the same stadium? Yeah. And the, so first it was uh, Salvador versus Qatar. Oh. And, like, and people were already having fun watching that match, especially because the match actually got good at towards the end. Like, mm-hmm. when they scored, the Salvador got scored the second goal. Uh, people were getting more excited. And I actually, I didn't even know, but they had a, I guess, a supporters group there. That no was like shit. El Tambor and everything. Wow. They're making some noise. Once that Salvador lost, they disappeared. I don't think I've ever met anybody from Qatar, but that's pretty cool. Uh, they were up 2-0 pretty early in the match. And then uh, I think they scored a third goal. They were up 3-0 at one point. So El Salvador had a mini, a mini comeback, you said. Yeah, I believe Qatar will beat USA. I believe oh, let's go. Well, it's not that USA bringing their like youth team, right? No, they only they missed like, three they starters. Have... They only missed three starters, which is Polisic, that goalie guy, and the McKinney guy. That's it. I believe they, they brought the rest. But the, the thing is, though, is I've been seeing Qatar has been beating all kinds of good teams they who do they beat uh they beat honduras right they yeah beat honduras. you said good teams you're kind of addicting yourself now 
No, they, they were not bad. They were actually, I was watching those matches. Well, you say Qatar is beating good teams, and then and then you mention Jose, Honduras. Wait, Jose, <laughs> I'm trying to remember who they beat, actually. They beat, yeah, uh, all right, so they tied with uh, Panama 3-3. Oh, yeah. In the no, group stage. Then they beat Granada 4-0. And then they, uh, like you mentioned, they beat Honduras. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they're they in a row, man. I think they will beat USA. I would love to see that. And, uh, you know, anytime the USA team loses, that's that's a win for us. But so just it, knowing. It's a good thing and a bad thing, though, because. Yeah. You know, this this Qatar team's on fire. So if they make it to a final and Mexico wins, then that's going to be a final of the ages. That's going to be an exciting match. It will be. Well, it'll be fun just to have that experience, you know, because, you know, next year we're going to have the World Cup over there and it would be nice to have a little preview of what this Qatar team is capable of. I know for a fact this Qatar team will not bunker. So it's going to be an exciting back-to-back match. If I'm not mistaken, Xavi uh, coaches out there. He coaches yeah, in yeah. I don't remember the actual. Or is that Dubai? Club. I forget. Uh, no, it's Qatar, but oh, okay. it, it's it's a club team. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a club team. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 are they 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 they're on fire, man. So I think they will beat USA, and if they make it to the final, and they play Mexico, it's going to be an amazing match. I already, I can already see it. It's yeah. gonna be like a glorious day. No, I think Mexico, the team they have, I, I don't think there's, they're just favorites. Um, I think the tournament is theirs to lose. I, I, I like your confidence in Qatar, though. But no, I Qatar think Qatar already uh, already overachieved already. And if they, beat I don't know about that. They, these teams aren't, you know. Nine points in the group stage. Yeah, but the teams, the, the, the teams they face, they're not exactly. Do you, you know many, what I mean? And how many points did Mexico get? You know, see that, what that's I mean? different. You know, it's um, that's the point what I'm making. There, Panama. I mean, uh, Qatar is doing a lot better than. Uh, you well, know, in the group, in in the group, but it's it's yeah. like. Uh, Qatar like, had seven like, points, just like Mexico. The only team that got nine was Costa Rica and uh, USA. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. I thought they See? won. But sorry that doesn't—you can't use group stage. You know, it's not a good measuring stick. Especially when when the, the level of the teams aren't the same. Yeah. The only so time that's, you that's use a... group stage measures is when Spain lost their first match in the World Cup 2010, and but they ended up winning it. But yeah, generally. But then, Generally, the the World Cup, World Cup winner will never lose a match. So yes, it is an indicator of how they're doing. We have uh, for that one time. We have another speaker that wants to uh, speak uh, their yes. mind, maybe. Uh, tecatote, this is your chance to. Uh... He wants to lay lay that tecate down. No, nah, I was just going to say that uh, you can't go with that logic of saying one team has more points than the other team in the group stage or makes them better. You know, it's like Tigres losing that final to Bayern Munich and then somebody goes and beats Tigres. Now what? If Mazatlan beats Tigres, now is Mazatlan the third best team in the world or can Tigres call themselves the second best team in the world because they made it to the Club <laughs> World Cup? No, final. it wasn't It wasn't that at all. I'm just saying I was using that as a how they're coming in hot, you know. I didn't say they're better, but for sure they can, they can beat USA and I think they will. 
They definitely will. I mean, they can definitely. I mean, Qatar's had really good preparation. I mean, the only reason they're in this is because they're preparing for the World Cup. Same reason they were in Copa America. Uh, and you also got to remember, uh, Qatar's uh, Asian champs. They're like they won their conference in Asia, so they did. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they're a good team. Wow, uh, yeah, they're putting, they're putting a lot of effort to be ready for the World Cup. Uh, almost like how Japan put a lot of effort to be ready for the Olympics. Mm. Now, I also think they can beat the U.S. because I mean the U.S. honestly has a combination of uh, a C and a B squad. So I don't know who mentioned that they were only missing three players, but no, they're missing more than three. Uh, like uh, the kid from Barcelona is not there. Test. The guys that play uh, in Germany and Holland. Yeah, no, this is like all MLS players. Yeah, this is not the same team that I saw in the Nations League. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you gotta also remember that a lot of those players that Mexico has at the Olympics should be in in this uh, World Cup too. Yeah. So no, but so I mean, it, like, it, I would say that I agree though that this team is not like this isn't this isn't even their B side, man. This is these are a bunch of domestic cats. So yeah, I mean, you expect USA to make the final because it's USA, but. I mean, if You're Qatar if Qatar wins, then you know they'll all say that excuse. Well, this was our you know B, C, D side, whatever. But that's 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 uh that's expected. That's that's we're always gonna hear those excuses. Oh yeah, but we're gonna win a friendly, you know, and then all of a sudden they feel they you know a lot better about themselves now. But that's not the way the world works. Uh, <laughs> you 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 make you make your your you know your bed at, at these type of tournaments. And uh, like I said, Qatar's uh, coming in all cylinders, and they're—I I believe they will win. It's gonna be a good match, and I will actually watch it and enjoy it, man. I wanna <laughs> well, you can't miss that. It's gonna be Thursday, four thirty, and then after will be Mexico against Canada at seven. Uh, My wife's gonna have to get an Uber back home because I won't be able to go pick her up. I'll be watching this match. <laughs> <laughs> What about Canada? I'm I'm assuming like Davies isn't playing. I know he's like they're probably like one of their best players. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him, but I haven't seen him there. Not even in the roster or in the bench in the other matches. I'm sure like a lot of players they're more concentrated on having a really good preseason with their club. But yeah, I'm not sure. Uh Well, you know, that's the thing that pisses me off that uh Mexico, besides missing a lot of players on the that are in the Olympic squad, we still have a really good team in the Gold Cup. Uh, what I, pisses me off about that is that Concacaf kept us away from Copa America, saying we were taking the B squad to the Gold Cup and taking our top team to Copa America. So as what happened, we started taking like the U23 to Copa America. So Conmebol was like, you know, you guys are getting whooped. Like it's not really worth our time. So we stopped being invited. And how come all no, these teams, all, how come wait, all, these teams all of a sudden, they can take their C squad and their B squads, but Mexico gets uh, almost wait, like... Wait, good, sir. Mexico was never uh, not uninvited. They took themselves out, actually. Um, so they basically, if they said it was over the calendar. They wanted, they wanted them to, like... Play different, even with with Libertadores. So it it was. It's I don't know if it has to do with television, but Comebol would not. They lose a lot of money not having Mexico. 
and they don't really care what team because it just they get just way more money on sponsors and TV deal as long as they get sent ratings all of that but it was basically Mexico that took themselves out well I mean the point still winds up being the same how come all these teams are allowed to take almost their but, B squads and Mexico's always pressure to take the top team I'm you sure mean like for players like Herrera, about the... I'm sure they would love not to risk injury against Honduras and other Central American teams. No, okay, well, this is the thing for, well, two things. First, when Mexico was being uh, forced, you could say, in a way, because basically to compete with Colmebol, they need permission from CONCACAF. And so at that point, um, the people in charge were Chuck Blazer and uh, Jack Warner, and those guys are gone. I think they both died now, but but they're gone now, and it's it's been a different, you know, it's different group. So a lot of that changed, where um, you know they were just basically punking them, with, where they said, "Oh, you have to take under twenty three because because they wanted to make sure the Mexico's best team came to Copa Oro and and. Usually the tournament would be like, you know, one was in June and then the other one was in July, you know, stuff like that. But it was it was ultimately FMF that decided to pull out out of Colmebol tournaments, uh, and and one of the reasons they were claiming was the calendar. I, I know that was for Libertadores, uh, for Copa America. I'm not. I don't remember what they said, but they do. I mean, they would love to have Mex back. Um, I, I know. Correct. I know they lost a lot of money, especially television in the U.S. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. But if I'm not mistaken, even though you know, say Mexico was to win the Copa America or whatever, they would still not be allowed to represent Comebol in like, uh, like the like if we had the Confederations Cup. It would, that the, is correct. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, because it's not the because yeah, it would be the runner up. Right. So but the same would happen if, like you know, when they would invite, they invited Brazil, Colombia. Yeah. Uh, to so, to Gold I, Cup. I think it's that it's like you can't allow like a invitee, you know, win your your confederation. You know, they can go, and I think I think well, to go, represent. I, I, you mean yeah. to represent? Yeah, to represent, and I, I think like when it comes to the Gold Cup, like let's be honest. It's not as prestigious as Copa America. It's not as prestigious as the Euros. And it generates a lot of money. But obviously the fans want to see Mexico's best players. Nope. So it's like you don't want to you know, send your best team to South America in a tournament that you wouldn't be observed or viewed as the champion if you were to even win it. Whereas CONCACAF is your own home, your own region, and you got to bring your best to that tournament because of whatever contract they have with some. or You know what I mean? Like I'm sure there's a contract. I know it happens in the NBA and uh, professional sports out here where like you can't just throw your bench team out there. You know, there's like a, like a rule in play where you have to have like your starters play X amount of minutes. Cause the fans pay a lot of money to see them. And yeah. yeah. Well, I know that was with, cause there's a bunch of stuff. I, I think the Catote opened a, a can of worms there. There's a lot of, a lot of things that were going on and we have to keep in mind for gold cup. It's, it's two, two tournaments will be played you know, within the world, within the World Cup cycle, within the four years. So they will play two tournaments. And I know one of them, I think was, I think it's the first one, you know, right after the World Cup, 
where they want they want the teams to to bring their best players and then the second one is always like they they use scrubs um but yeah it was it was like that to an extent where it did feel like that that Max was being being forced but they really can't do anything you know uh back then it was just the whole threat of if if you don't bring some of your better players then we won't we won't allow you to compete at, at another uh, another confederation um or federation and anyways um so that that was the whole thing but those guys are long gone now it's been um and i'm in a bit curious cuz i don't doesn't seem like max has tried to like lobby to try to like get a one of their representatives to be at the head of concacaf and yeah, i don't know what what's been going on there they just it seems like almost they don't care we have a uh, question in the youtube chat by bill men thank you bill men he has a question for you if qatar wins the gold cup would they be the first country to win a confederation title other than uh their own oh that's a really good question right I believe so because I don't think Copa America never really. What was it? A while back that they first invited what was Japan? I think going into Japan, Korea, and yeah, those teams didn't they didn't do too well, and then they invited Mex and well, Mex has been in two finals, but they weren't able to win, uh, and then I don't know about Africa. I never heard uh, the African Nations what about, Cup. Like- what about like Asia? Asia? Yeah. Well, probably Australia because yeah. Australia changed. So if Australia has won, they could be the first. Uh, even though technically they did join, <laughs> so I don't know right there with the how it would count. As it could be Australia. I'm a. I'm a... El, el amigo Ron se fue. He was that. It's a very good question. Out the speaker. Uh, he would have known a bit more than me, and he's, he's, he left. He pardon, pardon, shamed him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Australia. I, I think, I think Australia is the first one to win. Yeah, I'm looking at the winners list for the Gold Cup. We had talked about this before. You know, Guatemala won one in 1967, IT in 1973. Well, I- Canada kept Canada kept I think Colombia from winning it. Canada won twice in '85 and in the year 2000. Honduras won one, Costa Rica three, USA six, and then Mexico with eleven. Um, but yeah, I, I can't. I don't know too much about the the Asian Football Confederation. I don't know, you know, who's won it, but that is very interesting. Uh, right now, like. Um, I think Tecatote mentioned Qatar is the current title yeah, see, holder. They won they won the Asian Cup in twenty fifteen. So they played four times since two thousand seven and they won it in twenty fifteen. So I think Australia could be the first to win a, a a tournament from another but by I mean by this point they're part of it. But technically, they're where Oceania, Oceania, Oceania. Ocean, I'm yeah. trying to say it in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're... Kuwait, Australia, 
Qatar, Israel, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Iran, and Japan have all uh, held the title at one point. So pretty interesting stuff. I'm trying to find out when when Australia won it to see. Yeah, if... 2015. Oh, Australia. Yeah, 2015. They oh. started competing in two, 2007. Okay, okay. That's good to know. Very good question, Bill. Thanks for that. Let's talk about Liga Mekis. Oh, boy. So, like I mentioned, uh, Querétaro and America kicked things off 0-0. Then on Friday, Santos beat Necaxa 3-0. Then we had Toluca handle Suarez 3-1. Not a very good debut for Tuca Ferretti. And then Pachuca handled León 4-0. I think uh, in the predictions, I don't know if you had mentioned Pachuca might be a a good contender this season just because you know all the all the major teams are are depleted. They're, they don't have their best players right now. And no, no, that wasn't me, Jaime. Oh. That's probably you. <laughs> Maybe that was um well I had a good conversation on Saturday with some of my brother in laws and Maybe that maybe that was it was them that they were telling us about that, but yeah, with the Chivas game, it's funny, you know, because it, it happened at the same time as the uh, Gold Cup match against Honduras. Uh, Mexico, like the 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 match went into halftime, and I switched the channel to see how Chivas were doing, and uh, <laughs> they were already losing one zero within like twelve minutes, and then uh, the game kept going. Then they were down two zero. And then Saldivar with a penalty kick. So it was a 2-1 defeat. And looking at the lineup, Chapo Sanchez, Pollo Brisueño, Olivas, Ponce, Cisneros, Lalo Torres, Flores, Brizuela, Saldivar, and Chicote. So Chicote actually played as a as a forward. That's just how how things are right now. That's that's what we're doing right now because we don't have any strikers. Yeah, they weren't able to replace JJ who left. He finally went to Spain. And, well, that's the thing. Teams don't want to sell to Chivas. There's not much to sell anyways. I've, I've been saying this for a while. Once the teams went into the, the field 11 foreigners or, or, you know, less restriction... That just meant less Mexican players getting playing time. That's less, less just players overall that Chivas has to choose from. Yeah. And we talked about last pod, I think we said, where we said eventually Chivas will probably start using naturalizados. I hope that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Me well, too. It's, it's either that or they become Atlas. So. Oh. No, I mean, come on! Literally, uh, twenty seventeen. I mean, they won La Copa and La Liga. I mean, I, I right now I think it's a coaching issue. Like yep. Calderon, Chicote, he's great, but come on, man, a striker. You got Cesar Huerta. He's a baller. He's twenty years old. He balls out with Mazatlan when he they did. Get and then they bring him to Chivas and they cut off his rhythm. And now, yeah. how, how will you feel if you're Cesar Huerta? You're a young baller with lots of potential. And they rather pay play a left back as striker instead of you. Well, how do you, how do you think Oribe Peralta feels? <laughs> no, no, I feel that's what's more about that about the team. You willing to pay this guy a million dollars and to keep him on the bench when you don't have strikers? 
I know, man. He got like 11 minutes at the end of the match. I'm like, dude, if I'm Peralta, I would just hang up the jersey, bro. What a, what an embarrassment. I feel more of embarrassment on the ownership because, I mean, Peralta, he's still getting paid. But I'm like, you're willing to pay this guy? You got no striker, so you're not willing to get rid of him? Um, What's the contract? So if, yeah. like, the contract he got... And, and I think Joel, you, you mentioned with, America's paying them, right? It's not like we're yeah, paying Yeah, America them. pays, I'm not sure if all of it, but the bulk of his wages. And and so it's like, if, if you know, this guy's pretty smart. I don't think he just, I don't think he just got any, any contract. So for him to leave, um, they would have to like, I mean, if he leaves on his own, that means... He resigns, so they don't yeah. have to pay him. And if they get rid of him, it's like unemployment right now. He's trying to he's get his EDD, man. He's getting the, the stimulus checks. <laughs> he's like, I can't quit because if I do, then I stop getting paid. So he's getting paid to go work out. Um, but yeah, it's 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 that was Higuera's last. Uh, you know, I, I call it his last gamble. Think he was hoping that he would he would recover and end up doing pretty good, but whatever he has. Look, I'm not embarrassed to say I don't know who the hell is on this Atlético San Luis team, and I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, this team could be easily in the second division for all I know. And it's like, I know it's I know it's like not our best side, but I expect Chivas, I expect Tapatio, I expect Tapatio to go against San Luis and handle business, you know? So it's like, I get it. You know, we have a lot of big players out right now, whether they're in the Olympics, whether they're in the Gold Cup. Like, I get it. We're depleted, but Pollo Risueño, I mean, he's a veteran. Ponce, Chapo Sanchez, I mean, these guys are in our starting lineup, Um, you know, 17 games of the season. Same with Brizuela. So it's like, I don't know, man, like, you should still be able to not get embarrassed out there. And it was embarrassing. And I don't know why we had the whole summer. We had everything ready for us to get a new coach. And we decided to stick with Vucetich. And I don't know, man. I can see this dude getting fired, like, even before the guys come back from uh, from national team duty, if this continues. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's gonna happen, Jaime. Let's get Heinz in. What's Heinz up to right now? I think he's a free agent. <laughs> they would have, they would have let him go at the end of the season. Now, I, I think Pelaya's bet on him, and it's, I, I think that's, that's the first guy to go would be Pelaya's. I know, mm, I know that Chivas right. Manos has lost faith on him. I, I still believe, I still believe, uh, and I keep making the same excuse for Jose. I've been making since day one. They haven't brought in one player. And and I said it last pod, they took away like five players from him. So it's it's and then you know they just sold another guy. So it's like the squad keeps getting depleted. And I don't know how much you could blame that dude, you know. It's it's only so much you can expect. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to deal with this for a couple more fixtures while everybody's on national team duty. But as far as the first jornada of Liga Mekis, Pachuca's in first place. 
followed by Santos, Toluca, Mazatlan, Atlético San Luis, Tigres. They all got victories to start off the season. And like I mentioned, you know, the adults aren't here right now. Right now is the time to go crazy. Right now is to get these points that you're not going to have the opportunity to get against these big clubs. So uh, take advantage of it if you're a if you're a small club. You know, Mazatlan taking care of business against Cruz Azul. So, I mean, this is their time right now. You know, accumulate as many points as possible. It's going to take a minute for, even when the players do return, it's going to take a minute for them to recover and get adjusted back into the starting lineup and all that stuff. So, that is what's going on right now in Liga MX. Uh, Chivas have Puebla next. So, I mean... I don't know. Should be, should be somewhat okay. I feel like they're on the same level as. Yeah, uh, before it would have been like one of those, you know, the the team that you're expected to get points. But yeah, the past two three seasons, Puebla's been, they've been pretty good. Well, they got Santi Ormeño, who uh, who was uh, he went to the Copa America with Peru, got all the way to the semis. No, but he's at Leon now. I said Puebla. Yeah, Ormeño, they sold him to Leon. Oh, they did. Oh, I forgot, man. <laughs> Bastards. Oh, I got nothing to look forward to now. <laughs> like, that was the only, like, silver lining of, like, you know, maybe catching a Puebla game was like, oh, Ormeño. But I guess not. He's at Leon now. Wow. Interesting. So yeah, folks, you got any other uh, bleeding topics we were talking about before the episode started? I was watching the Confederations Cup of 99, you know, how Mexico won. Um, and it, it was like this little YouTube clip, and it was very, very interesting because um, Mexico struggled against the United States in the semis, and they actually had to go to overtime and, and win it with the with the gold, golden goal. I said Luis Hernandez. Um. I think I, it was. I think it was Guadalupe, man. That scored it. Yeah. It was Bruce Arena. He he had a he had a pretty good record against Max. At least that that Bruce did. <laughs> it didn't go so well for him second stint, but yeah, yeah. when he took over, that's Go that's and then, when they were. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Um. So they, you know, they struggle in the semi against USA. They then they get through in the Golden Goal, and then they play Brazil, and they you know they do their thing against Brazil. But it talked about how it's you know how this tournament even started. It was like Saudi Arabia had like a rich, rich prince that just wanted to see the best best countries play each other. So they like invented this tournament, and then it was finally like acknowledged by FIFA, and then they turned it into the Confederations Cup. But that's crazy that you have that much money. You just like <laughs> I'm just gonna pay to get all these teams like playing against each other. Yeah, Copa del Rey Fat. I don't know what they call it in English. But yeah, I remember it. I, I remember when uh it was invitational, so you didn't have and uh but they would invite the, the I don't know if when there was invitational they would invite the, the winners. Cause I know Denmark won it and they were they were invited because the team dropped off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, but before before uh, FIFA took over, it, so it sucks that it they got rid of it because 
that's one of Mexico's nicest trophies. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't count now. I know. But, I mean, it does, but it, it kind of lost some juice. It just like that. But how cool is it? Like Saudi Arabia, I'm sure they wanted to just get that exposure, you know, hosting it and then um, being able to play against the best teams in the world. I kind of feel like Qatar is doing the same thing right now. You know, they're hosting the World Cup. They want to become like a footballing nation. And, you know, they have some players that they're spending stupid money just to play in the Qatar League. And, you know, Xavi's over there too. So, they're you know, they're doing whatever they can to just yeah. like... To just like... oh, but they, they've been doing it for a long time, though. Like, mm. like uh, even in Japan, when when their league started, uh, was it the J League? And they would they would just take take a bunch of they would get a bunch of players. A lot of them almost like by retirement, and and you know, they'll sign them up for a lot of money. A lot of the leagues did that, you know, uh, the North American Soccer League. And they had Pele and Beckenbauer and mm. George Best, and they had all these dudes. A lot of them were already old, but they they had them here, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the winners list. Argentina won the first one, then Denmark, and Denmark actually ended up beating Argentina in that. Mexico got third oh, place. Yeah, that's, that's when they were invited. Yeah, Mexico Someone got third did. place against Nigeria. Went to penalties. And then Brazil won it in 97. Mexico wins it in 99. France won it back-to-back. And then Brazil won it three times in a row. I remember one of them being pretty significant because the U.S. were in the final. They had upset Spain. And I think they were even up 2-0 against Brazil, and they ended up losing. But... Sadly, that tournament is no longer. But yeah, that's all we have for for you guys tonight, folks. A very quick, short episode. I don't know if you have any closing thoughts. Uh, Not just good luck to Mex. I know they struggle against African teams a lot of times. They don't have to be strong. They They just struggle, you know, like Angola at the at the World Cup. Uh, so it's it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they they match up and important game for them and must win. So that should be a good game to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I probably won't be up at four thirty to watch that match, but I do hope <laughs> that Mexico wins. I hope both Mexico wins because you know I'm planning to go to Vegas to the final. We'll see how it goes. But hopefully, if if all is right in the universe, I'll come back with some with some photos of the Gold Cup final before our our next episode. Um, definitely want to thank everybody that was active tonight on YouTube, on the chats, and also in Twitter Spaces. Thank you, Tegatote. Thank you, Pern, for hopping on. And shame on you, Ron, for not figuring out how to use your microphone. <laughs> 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 womp womp womp. I uh, hope everyone has a good night. If you're going to watch the game live, let us know. And uh, take care, guys.